Mic check, mic check. Where the f is my check? You now tuned in to do rags and boat shoes. Turn down. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy A Double. You now tuned in to episode 151 of Do Rags and Boat Shoes. Sorry for the late, for the wait, for the late, for the wait. It's been a couple weeks since I dropped an episode, but we are right back at it. Like we left something, and I'm gonna have that Frankenstein ass episode up uh, pretty soon. That's kind of fucked up in the game that uh, your man's. Uh, if y'all ain't listened to episode 150, I had uh, I had two episodes on deck previously and um i was gonna drop them and then i stopped and i wanted to wait on the jesse smollett shit and uh because something just told me to wait right to drop them episodes and now i look like the nigga facing with like 14 felony charges or something from a grand jury or some bullshit like that but i'm gonna still uh piece together them episodes because they got some good information on there um like I talked about uh, Pete Ricketts' daddy, our governor, you know, uh, sending out them racist-ass emails and shit like that. Now it looks like a story just broke today that uh, a former staffer for Pete Ricketts is a bigot. He was uh, spewing uh, uh, anti-Semitic uh, views online and shit like that and some racist behaviors. Uh, so I'm going to look into that and I'll probably talk about that on the next episode. But I want to talk about um, uh, the spreading of misinformation real quick real quick real quick um and like i said sorry for the delay it's been just so many snowstorms and just shit like that and so i just been you know snow blowing working on the house and shit like that and um and fucking like so what was it this past well earlier in a week or whatever we had uh or early last week we had a big ass snowstorm and then school got canceled on Friday or was it Thursday? On Thursday, there was a huge snowstorm that hit this past Thursday. And then so they canceled school. And um, and then now here we are. What is it? Monday. I'm recording this Monday. Um, and and then we had this huge meltdown like the next day, like uh, like that weekend and then into um well now spring is pretty much here which is wild because we got almost 60 inches of snow since october here in nebraska which is fucking wild and fucking depressing depressing as fuck right but anyways uh so we had this huge meltdown and uh before i talk about the spreading of misinformation i just want to say uh what's going on with my house and so my dumb ass i you know when i'm snow blowing all these times and we got like i said so much fucking snow my goddamn pool cover collapsed. That bitch supposed to withstand, I think, about 800 pounds or something like that evenly. Uh, that goddamn pool cover just collapsed. So it got so much fucking heavy-ass wet snow on it. So I got to pull that bitch out and wipe it off and then cover back up the pool and shit. It's just it's frustrating. But anyways, um, so I, uh, I still have to deal with that. But so Saturday, I was getting ready to record this episode. I come downstairs and the finished side of my basement is fine so i don't think nothing of it but i have to walk to through the unfinished side to get to my office and my office is on the finished side but you have to walk through another through the unfinished side to get to the office and it ain't it's about i don't know about half an inch of uh fucking ice water just all in the basement i'm thinking the main drain backed up or some shit like that so i'm like fuck but this time it's not where the main drain is because we have a shower down here in the basement and that drain that big main drain connects all like the the sinks and the um and the tub upstairs so it connects to that everything drains out through that big main drain at the bottom of this shower in the basement and i'm like oh it's dry as a bone over here so then i'm like fuck where the fuck is this water coming from 
go where the furnace is and the furnace isn't working and so i go in where the we have another room in the basement where the furnace is and it's just water just it's just like a river just coming down the walls in that room where the furnace is in that part of the basement and i'm like what the fuck so we had all this rain happening on saturday and so i'm trying to figure out what the fuck is going on like where the fuck is all this water coming from so and there's the exhaust pipes well i call them exhaust pipes you know that kicks out the carbon dioxide from your um from your furnace you know that kicks that shit outside you know so motherfuckers won't die and they sleep and shit like that and so uh i go out where those pipes are because that's where a lot of the water is coming in that it's just kind of seeping through the walls it looks like a fucking horror movie right and so i go outside and my goddamn downspout where my gutters are at you know i have those downspouts just you know hanging off the side of your house or whatever so this thing is just chocked full of ice and it's pretty much just a pool of ice and water right by you know uh those exhaust pipes or whatever and so it's seeping in through like tiny cracks and my house is brick so it's seeping in through the brick and i'm just letting the cracks in the um sidewalk where the house and the concrete meet and shit like that and i'm like fuck so i'm outside basically i land i'm like i need to clear this shit out i need to clear out this drain so i go and uh put some ice melt down because they're just frozen solid just frozen solid get the snow blower out and uh snow blow all around the, the house like right next to the foundation and where the downspouts of the gutters are all around my fucking house and then it's just a layer of probably about two three inches thick of ice because we've had some very frigid temperatures like 35 below 20 below and shit like that so it's just thick ass ice so i let the ice melt try to do its thing and it probably it probably seeps through probably a quarter of an inch and i'm like fuck this ain't gonna work so i found a goddamn sledgehammer so i'm outside with a sledgehammer like i'm fucking thor uh and, and with an axe too and just you know going to town and then i bring in the downspouts i have my wife bringing those downspouts and put them in the basement shower so they can thaw out because they're just solid brick and so i'm still outside and i'm shoveling little pads so the water can you know uh, run through out into the yard instead of going seeping into the foundation because it really didn't have anywhere to go and uh that just sucked that 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 is some that was some hard hard labor just hammering through ice like could you imagine hammering through ice how many i got five fucking times i got two downspouts on the back one on the side by the carport and then i got two in the front so that's all i'm doing is just hammering through fucking ice and just chiseling and trying to make a pass so the water can run down and i'm just like god damn so now we have to deal with flooding in the whole state and so i had to deal with that saturday so that's why i didn't record that and i was frustrated i was angry you know my shoulders were hurting back was hurting from swinging that goddamn sledgehammer and then my 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 quads was hurting and shit you know just oh man it was just full body aches you know i should have took an epsom salt bath but i didn't then next day go to work that sunday work 12 hours and today i worked about 11 hours so i'm tired as fuck but i'm here rocking with the goddamn family so we've been dealing with tumultuous weather here but now the weather is finally breaking and we're we'll be in the late 40s and the mid 50s throughout the month of march which is going to be amazing and i love it so god is good with that so i'm so damn happy because it has been a harsh winter like i said it's been snowing here since october my g Oc fucking tober october is supposed to be just chilly you know a little bit of rain colorful leaves nope I remember when that first snowfall hit, there were still leaves up on the tree. And then I know the uh, OPPD, the power company here, was so goddamn worried about that because those branches get heavy as fuck and they fall and they snap the power line. So they, they just knew it was going to be a disaster. And, it did, and some people did lose power. But anyway, it's been snowing since October. Weather finally breaking, so we're here. And the reason that I say that and give y'all that little backstory, besides giving you an excuse why I haven't been recording, uh, <laughs> is because the spreading of misinformation 
and how people just share retweet repost things and not read the fucking article so that last snowstorm that we had um was that thursday but then we had one before then which was like a sunday which sucked dick it was either no it was a tuesday so we had one tuesday we had one thursday so that tuesday that we had that snowstorm omaha black omaha facebook kept on sharing an article saying that we have another chance of uh, another another wave of snowstorms coming or another blizzard is coming uh, on tuesday and people just kept on sharing it kept on sharing it and if you click the link the fucking article was from a week and a half prior and i'm just like why and so I get on my Facebook and I just post a funny, you know, a picture of Monique looking fed up and I start talking about spreading of misinformation. And what was fucking funny, because I, I referenced the article about people sharing that old ass article, what was even more hilarious were people who liked the picture still took their dumb ass on and shared the same article after reading my status about me referencing the article and i'm just like you know that's why the russians won this last election because of the spreading of misinformation niggas see a link on facebook they see that picture they see the heading oh share and i'm like you didn't go to look at the date or nothing it's just like when niggas was uh this was just what last month black history month this has been a hell of a black history month i'm i'm glad we're in march we got through it uh because this past february was messy jesse but anyways uh just last month people were circulating old articles about uh the arresting officer of sandra bland will not be uh you know indicted on any kind of charges and shit and then i'm just like yo this is like three years old bro like this is two three years old like if you click the link and you just gotta read the header and there's a little date right up underneath it when the article was written and posted and it's just and you know folks just go around here just spreading so much misinformation or old information and act like it's brand fucking new you know what i'm saying it's just like what do y'all be doing on social media like i know it's a it's, it's a tool to bullshit and hang out with your people you know and catch up but it's just like why are y'all sharing old shit it's very frustrating to me and it, you know i get sent links to the do rags and boat shoes uh facebook page which y'all should be following it's just do rags and boat shoes y'all should be following it on facebook i post a lot of funny videos and uh thoughtful current articles or if i reference an old article it's because of a current situation and there's a butterfly effect referencing you know going back to that old article but i get a lot of people sending me old shit and i don't know why somebody sent me an article from like 2015 about a police brutality incident or some shit like that and i'm just like yo i just looked at the message and i just deleted it like have you seen this and i'm just like nigga have you been in jail for the past what four years six years maybe maybe you went in you know in 2013 you know maybe you just got home or some shit like that but it's constantly people are just showing me old ass articles or be old youtube clips or some shit like that and i'm just like yo this shit was out when vine was popping like, lol thanks like the only people i expect to send me old articles and shit like that is like the the old folks in my family like my daddy loves doing that like my pops he'll just send me just some old article and i'm just like like <laughs> like he'll just send me some old clip you know from a facebook that got shared on facebook like back in 2016 and i guess somehow it came across his timeline and he'll send it to me and i'm just like all right dad 
like like you do know the the older folks in my family so my mama my dad and uh, you know uh the the other ogs in my family they can do that shit but it just be you young niggas doing that just that silly shit but anyways so you know we've been focusing on the news has been heavy since the end of february with uh news of jesse smollett r kelly uh uh, the end of February, early March kicked off with this whole Michael Jackson shit, leaving Neverland. And uh, we, we've been missing some things. Like, the, that's been the whole thing on uh, Black Twitter, um, Black Omaha Facebook, just things like that. And it's just like, we're focusing on this, but we're missing a lot of other shit, right? So, late last month, Jason Van Dyke, the uh, race soldier, who murdered Laquan McDonald, you know, and tried to cover it up, you know, he got the shit beat out of him in prison. And, you know, the media wants us to feel sorry for the killer cop. That's how they were just kind of portraying it, right? But uh, I seen a few people, uh, you know, they was praising whoever beat the fuck out of Jason Van Dyke. And I'm not, you know, I'm not against, you know, eye for an eye type justice. I'm not against that at all. But we have to dig a little deeper and just kind of see why this story just kind of came out. And then they had his wife pleading and begging and shit like that. But the odd thing about this was the timing of this story that came out. Because just prior, a few days prior, prosecutors were seeking a harsher sentence for him. And then all of a sudden, you know, he's moved to a federal prison okay in general population now this guy is a former cop and he killed a young black teen they moved him to general population and you know what i'm saying then he's and i quote attacked and i wouldn't put it past prison politics that this was a staged attack you know to put him in a club fed type environment you know uh just so it could be easier you know for the defense because the prosecutors were seeking to you know have them face a harsher sentence in gen pop but then all of a sudden a couple days later oh he got attacked right and so then after he got so-called attacked nobody could visit him or he couldn't make any phone calls so naturally his wife is going to be distraught because she can't see him she just knows that he was attacked and all this other shit so naturally so her emotions are going to be real if this shit is all set up and i believe it was so you know uh the wife went on tv talking about um they are punishing him for being who he is everybody said it from day one this is a race issue this is a gigantic race issue and her name's tiffany van dyke and then she said they put my husband in a setting to be harmed because of the fact that he was a white man who harmed a black gentleman in the line of duty and i'm like harmed like he shot laquan mcdonald like 16 fucking times harmed the fuck out of here and i just feel it was all deliberate you know so that you know the wife could be so that the emotions would be natural uh it's a natural reaction from the wife genuine tears because she don't know what her husband looks like if he really was attacked so she's believing that he really was attacked and um you know so it could sway public opinion you know so once jason van dyke the race soldier is moved to club fed you know there won't be a huge backlash at all you know because uh just in that moment is going to be um you know if he wasn't attacked people would be up in an uproar it would be trending all over twitter and shit like that and you know how social media is starting to you know seep over into the real world so I, that's why i feel like the attack was staged that's what i honestly believe but um also we got wrapped up you know in the and uh the r kelly michael jackson shit and uh the justice mallette shit did y'all see about the uh u.s coast guard who was a white nationalist terrorist uh, and that was christopher paul uh hassan or hassan and he wanted to kill a large group of uh people large number of people and his list included like uh uh democratic politicians like prominent democratic politicians and he was inspired by that white nationalist terrorist anders uh Brevlik, uh, over in uh, over in Europe, uh, and that's the, that was the guy who dressed up as a cop and went to uh, an island, a retreat, 
um, where there was a bunch of young folks who were like the equivalent of like Democrats and he was like far right wing and he went on there and he, I think he killed what 70 some odd people so this guy influenced the US Coast Guard this Christopher Paul Hassan and um, he was talking about in a uh, draft email that the uh, feds recovered they said excuse me that um he typed out i am dreaming of a way to kill almost every last person on the earth i think a plague would be most successful but how do i acquire the needed spanish flu botulism anthrax not sure yet but we'll find something all right so this guy got caught with a bunch of guns a bunch of ammunition and then on top of that on top of that he had like human growth hormones and shit like that so he could have like heightened stamina strength and shit like that so he'd be able to carry out the attack you know so once the adrenaline drops down he would still be able to perform at a heightened physical capabilities you know more than the average man so he had all these weird hormones and shit like that that he was going to inject himself with and carry out this terrorist attack and um speaking of terrorists the splc uh moving on a little bit they were talking about that in 2018 uh the southern poverty law center said there has been a rise in um hate groups specifically white supremacist groups so um they basically released a report with some numbers and it said that uh what was it let me uh bring it up real quick because it's a pretty large number um the total number of hate groups rose to uh 1020 um in 2018 right so they, they said that's about a, up seven percent from 2017 and uh white nationalist groups alone surged by nearly 50 percent last year growing from 100 chapters in 2017 to 148 in uh 2018 and then uh, they said Trump has so-called energized black nationalist hate groups, typically anti-Semitic and anti-LGBT organizations, with an increase to uh, two, 264 from 233 in 2017. Although the great majority of hate groups are those that despise racial, ethnic, and religious minorities, and they, and they unlike black nationalist groups, have a firm foothold in the mainstream. So basically what that means, and that was a direct quote from the article, that just basically means that white folks have the power to control and, uh, you know, make decisions in the mainstream. So basically meaning, you know, those nine areas of activity that Nilly Fuller talks about. So black nationalist groups can't really do shit. You know what I'm saying? But these white hate groups, they basically, you know, they they can really do some damage in the mainstream. They can really do some damage because how many uh, politicians or police chiefs or high-ranking uh, officials have been outed as white supremacists? You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, posting on message boards thinking they're posting anonymously and anonymously and shit of that sort. So, um, it's 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 uh, fascinating to me to see this and they say a lot of it is uh due to who we have as president the cheeto in chief uh because of his uh anti-immigrant anti-muslim you know policies and ideas now you remember this this man the cheeto in chief number 45 ran on a whole last platform of banning illegals uh um banning mexicans i should say you know keeping people coming from south of the border from mexico and from south america uh so hispanics brown people so his whole platform was you know they're sending up their worst people not their finest people and shit like that we need to build that wall and then he had the muslim ban when he first got into office and um you know it's one of those things where there was a article and i don't know if it was in vox or if it was aj plus you know al jazeera plus or um the guardian but it was saying with trump policies it'll extend uh white folks as the majority for at least an extra three to two to four years an extra two to four years i wish i could find that article but i remember that happening and uh, that's pretty much why people voted for him and that's why i have an issue um with all of these uh, so-called democratic candidates when you when they were getting pressed for uh, reparations you know specifically doing shit specifically for black folks 
you know, they were talking about, well, there's a bunch of, all, there's all poor folks, you know, white folks and Hispanics and all these other groups. And, um, you know, most poor white people vote Republican. Most of them do. You know what I'm saying? And it's, it's a lot of times when I pointed out at the beginning of 45's uh, presidency, um, there was an article that came out on CNN and it was talking about how these poor folks voted against their own interests, you know, by voting for the Cheeto in chief. And they were talking about he was going to get rid of Obamacare, but keep the Affordable Care Act. And it's like, yeah, that's the same fucking thing. Right. And these people are on the Affordable Care Act. And then there was that quote from that lady in that article when um, uh, there was some kind of policy that the Cheeto in chief enacted that hurt her directly. She thought that he was going to hurt other people. Right. So, you know, poor white folks always vote against their own self-interest. And I mean, self-interest, not as a race, because as a race, they fall right in line. You know what I'm saying? So this is one of those things where it's just I, that's why I don't you know, I don't fall for the okie doke with these presidential candidates talking about, you know, we need to help all poor folks and all this other shit. And it's just like, why would you help somebody who votes against their own self-interest? That's what I that's what I don't get. And, and they, even with all that bullshit, uh, black people's experience in the U.S. is just so goddamn unique and different, different from any other group here, any other group. Right. So that's why I don't really don't want to I don't pay attention to that bullshit when they start talking about, oh, well, we need to do all this other stuff you know for all these other groups and then when you or when you ask a presidential candidate about what they're going to do specifically for black folks they start talking about criminal reform and legalizing marijuana you know how fucking racist that is when they say that shit even black ass kamala harris and cory booker be talking about that shit talking about uh legalizing marijuana and criminal reform like every fucking black person in america is either in prison or a weed head you know how fucking racist that is like nobody seems to think about the shit like that nobody thinks about it like that everybody's just like oh yeah that's true you know there are white women making money off of weed and there's a lot of brothers locked up and i get that I understand that, but we, you have to just look at how fucking racist that is. What you're going to do specifically for black people? Oh, well, we're going to go through and have some criminal reform and we're going to legalize marijuana. Okay, I'm not a criminal and I'm not trying to sell weed. Now, y'all know I'm trying to sell it once it becomes legal, but for the average black person, they ain't a criminal and they ain't trying to sell, sell any weed and start a franchise of some weed in and outs, you know, some weed and outs. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, okay, how is that benefit me, playboy, playgirl? You see what I'm saying? But anyways, so I really wanted to talk about those three things that's really going on. And I think them three stories were so fucking important um, with the rise of hate groups um that u.s coast guard white supremacy and that uh jason van dyke situation because i feel like he just kind of got drowned out a lot of people don't really you know you know if it ain't that entertaining they really don't want to hear about that but the important thing to remember is that system of racism white supremacy that's a fine running machine and it's always running it's always fucking going it's always 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 moving and shaking and we can't just be so willfully ignorant you know um to to be willing participants in it uh that's what i'm really getting at you know i ain't trying to wag my finger at no fucking body but you know just kind of look at these stories that just kind of fall by the wayside and things like that um let me see what else i got on that good old summer damn jam screen because i don't think i got anything else too much um no, I think that's it. I really think that's it. So I'm leaving it to my nigga Hove. Hove, what you gotta say? Don't be the next get tested on that summer jam screen. I smoke rocks. I smoke rocks. All right, thank you so much, Tyrone Biggums, for that lovely intro of selling hope like dope. I'm glad you uh, survived these winter storms. You've still been out here rocking with me. 
and making it do what it do. I need to figure out where the fuck you was at this past weekend to help me uh, clear out that ice from gutters. But that's another story. I'm going to talk to you about it, you know, once we done recording. All right. But anyways, moving on to selling hope like dope. Uh, we have to give it to this whole uh, this whole transformation that's happening on the northeast side of the city where most of the poor black folks are at down north that's what we call it um so uh we are seeing a renovation we're seeing some gentrification going on down here on the north side it looks like more people are trying to uh come back to the heart of the city which is the northeast side of the city that's always been the heart of the city forever it will be uh as long as i've been here my 35 years in the planet have been in omaha nebraska for most of my life um it's always been on that north side the east side of the city that's just where the heart of the city is i don't care how far out west you go it just feels like cookie cutter homes uh you know little strip malls and shit like that it just don't it don't have any culture out there right it ain't genuine it ain't real right so uh omaha is now competing for 30 million dollars in federal funds to replace the spencer projects on north 30 now these are project projects now this is uh this is the last of a dying breed here right these these old school projects them brick and wood projects you know them sturdy ass shits right so um man i've seen so many people sharing the articles like oh yeah that's dope that they're renovating and blah 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 they're competing for renovations and this is the thing um it would be used to tear down them spencer projects and then they would erect or build mixed income housing in their place um that's that's the jig right there the so-called mixed income all right so increase support services and otherwise improve challenged neighborhoods along 30th street in north omaha um people from spencer homes would actually be given vouchers and could move to Highlander, which is uh, just a few blocks south of them by 75 North, the Highlanders, or uh, somewhere else of their choice. Once the new development called Kennedy Square is built, Spencer Homes residents would have priority to move back there. And um, what's kind of fucked up is uh you know those residents they brought up the issues to the housing authorities to oha omaha housing authority um you know the section a folks uh, about how run down those projects are you know i passed by there on my way to uh time out chicken to get some chicken and a turnover and a double cheeseburger i always get a two-piece uh two-piece dark and a cheeseburger a double cheeseburger and a uh, cherry turnover but um man it's just it, it has been like that for years like run down there um them spencer projects I, mean, I used to fuck with a chick who used to live down there years ago and man i hated going down there at night this was about oh shit how old am i so, this was early 20s so shit i was probably what 22 23 about 12 years ago i was messing with a chick over there and Man, I hated going over there. I hated it. Especially at night going to swoop her up. It just be like like fucking nine, ten niggas deep just standing outside her the complex that she lived in. I'm just like, fuck. You know, I gotta walk to the door and go get her, man. Who you here for? Who you here for, blood? And I'm just like, uh I'm like, man, it's cool, don't worry about it. I'm always made sure I wore some neutral colors because I didn't want shit to jump off and shit like that. And man, it's just like, God damn. Like, man, it was just like, is it's fucking worth it? Like, it's just so many times I done went up through there, went over there. I was just like, what the fuck am I doing? You know, you be talking to yourself like, man, she ain't even that bad. Like, <laughs> like damn, like shit. She could just come to the crib herself. She ain't got a car. You know what I'm saying? Shit like that. I'm like, shit, this, this is back in the days. So I was like, shit, I should just pay for a jitney to come swoop her up, though. Until <laughs> she can come through the apartment. <laughs> but anyways, uh, people are praising this and... Uh, it just feels like it's just this wave of gentrification going on. And uh, I'm going to keep it 100 with y'all. So 
they're revamping the east side of the city um, just because uh, of the revamping of north downtown. So downtown really starts at about what? what 16th street or whatever so they revamping north downtown which is just north of dodge down by the arena so they're revamping all these old uh, factories down there these old warehouses and shit like that buying out all the small businesses or other businesses are coming in and uh what omaha is trying to do and it's finally been revealed is they're trying to keep the talented young folks here in the city because there's so many young talented folks here but they just go off and leave because Omaha really doesn't have anything to offer. Only thing Omaha really has to offer is a stable economy and um, pretty much a, a decent uh, cost of living. That's what I'm gonna say, because taxes be raping folks. Like our uh, automobile road tax is disgusting. Now, I don't know if I talked about this before, but if you buy like a, say you buy like a brand new uh, sedan, you know what I'm saying, uh, something, you know, a Honda Accord or some shit like that, $24,000, $25,000, some shit like that with the bells and whistles or something like that, close to $30,000. Let's just round up, say you got some kind of tricked out Honda Accord or you got some kind of, um, I don't know, Nissan Elantra or some shit like that. You know, some, just a regular, you know, a car car, a sedan, maybe a coupe, but you got it with the bells and whistles. So let's just round up and say it was $25,000. So, you know, you put your little thousand dollars down payment, your credit score looking decent, you know, your credit scores in the late 700s, you know, about 775 or some shit like that. So you feeling good about yourself and all this other shit. And now you got 30 days to get your tax, uh, to get your plates on there. But to get your that first year plates, it's fucking robbery. You know, the, the whip is what, $24,000, $25,000. Your first year plates is going to be like, it's going to be a, almost 10%, whatever you pay for it. would be about $2,300. $2,300, And you like, what the fuck? And the majority of that, if you look at your, um, the breakdown of the pink slip, it's like, uh, goddamn, most of it is going to road taxes. You like, yo, these fucking roads are disgusting here in Omaha, Nebraska, right? And that's in the city. And then also you got to deal with if you buy a home here, um, you got to deal with the goddamn property taxes. Property taxes, I think we are, what, fourth or fifth out of the uh, 50 states for the highest uh, property tax rate. And there's always a bond issue. They always raising property taxes in the state depends the states the cities they depend on that property tax like no other right they, they always talk about property tax relief property tax relief that's all the governors always talk about all the fucking time and then there's really not a popping ass nightlife here like there's some shit going on there's your clubs and shit like that but there's not a consistent nightlife just because you got so many uh just stick in the mud ass folks here you do uh, we gonna keep it 100 you really do you really do. If it ain't, if you ain't going to a Husker football game or a Creighton basketball game or some shit like that, or you know, trying to watch uh, the College World Series and shit like that, it just don't be popping like that. And if it do be popping like that, the shit gets shut down quick, right? Because you got some crabby ass neighbors that's mad about it or some shit like that. And I was saying that on the north side they really need a nice uh, sports bar i was talking to the wife about that I was like on the northeast side they really need like a, a dope ass like sports bar you know that serves wings some good wings i ain't talking about that i don't know how y'all niggas be fucking with buffalo wild wings i don't know how y'all niggas be fucking with goddamn um uh what's the what's uh, the molly and the champagne nigga wing stop i can't i man that shit is trash both of them I mean, y'all can, y'all, this will be the horse that I die on, but both of them motherfuckers trash. We need a fire-ass wing spot and a sports bar. That's what we need down north. But anyways, um, so with this whole 75 North situation and uh, the gentrification of uh, the northeast side of the city, gang, gang, um, that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to keep younger folks, young professionals here. That's what they're really trying to do. So that's why you see this whole revamping and, uh, you know, just trying to revamp the east side of the city. Uh, they started doing it on the uh, southeast side of the city, like uh, on Leavenworth and things like that. You had a bunch of high rises, not high rises, but uh, townhomes go up and it was geared towards people like me, you know, uh, married couples, and, you know, in their uh, 
in their 30s, you know, that, that I think it was like 30 to 45 age range who made a certain amount of money and shit like that, who just wanted to be in the heart of the city and, um, and still, you know, felt um, like they were living, I don't know, like it was like nice, but you're still in the heart of the city and shit like that. Like you might still see some rundown buildings and shit like that, like a mixed income. That's what I'm looking for, like a mixed income area. You know what I'm saying? That's what they were looking for, and that's what they're trying to do on the north side. So they already started on the, they already did the southeast side, you know, near downtown, um, near the south side of downtown. So now they're doing it on the north side over here, and they're trying to say that, you know, it's going to help residents and all this other shit. Main thing that they're trying to do is uh, rebuild the northeast side, and then they're going to move all the poor folks from the Spencer Town uh, projects and Spencer Town homes. They're going to move them Spencer Project folks some way out somewhere on the northwest side of, of, of Omaha and some apartment complexes. That's what they're going to do. they just going to start pushing motherfuckers out. And I didn't believe it back when I was doing trash. The homie Kevin from uh, Atlanta, he came up to help uh, when the city was... Uh, going through some trash shit like we didn't have enough drivers and shit like that and he was like yeah you be careful he's like i seen this happen before he said a lot of times you know uh people you know they'll live way out in a different uh, almost at the edge of the county and then they just decide i just want to move back to the heart of the city and then they start moving them poor folks out to the edge of the county and that's pretty much what's gonna happen that you're gonna see a flip and not the poor folks ain't gonna be on the east side of the city no more they're gonna be way out west in some goddamn apartment townhomes just out there in the boonies somewhere just nobody can really get to them and shit like that no bus line out there they just just out there just out there in no man's land so that's pretty much what's gonna happen but um i just said it's selling hope like dope because so many people are just happy like oh yeah they're gonna renovate for them people and shit like that and you already seen that they talking about they gonna have vouchers where them folks can go move wherever they want to and they gonna start strongly suggesting that them folks move out to some new apartment complex uh out west somewhere that's exactly what's gonna happen and then speaking of selling hope like dope uh did y'all see folks turning on uh Terry Toxic Masculinity Crews. That shit was wild. Them them ultra liberals, them far, far, far left liberals, them, them weirdo liberals. Uh, they started turning on him because he posted an old clip, or somebody posted an old clip of him on the view talking about how important it was for a father to be in his child's life and what a father represents. And oh my god, these uh these whole uh, single mama can do both and do the man and the woman's job. Twitter came on there and they was just throwing him under the bus and all this other shit. And eventually, first he was standing strong and then he started to fold. Then he started to fold because then you had all these. Uh, I remember somebody in the thread because when he posted, when he backed it up because he retweeted it and said, I still stand by these words or something. That's when they're like, oh, how dare you talk about a father needs to be in his child's life? What the fuck are you talking about? Right. And uh, so some a nigga said and a white nigga said this. He was like, I was raised by two strong women. I thought he came from a lesbian household. But then I continued to read the, the tweet. Uh, he was like, I was raised by two strong women, my mom and my grandmother. And they did a fantastic job with me. And then he added another tweet. There are some things that they couldn't teach me about manhood where I wish my dad was there. But they still did a good job. I'm like, motherfucker, that was the point that Terry Crews was originally trying to make. That there are some things that a man can teach his kids that a woman can't. Just like there's things that a woman can teach her kids that a man can't. You need both of them, right? To raise some beautiful human beings. That's what you need. A great balance of both. But people were in there like, oh, well, what about gay couples? What about lesbian couples? What about trans parents? And I'm just like, yo this man this was an old clip and all he said was talking about the importance of fathers being in their children's lives that's all he was talking about and these motherfuckers just went off and they crucified him and everything and that's why i just feel like a lot of these liberals are fucking useless it's just it's oh my goodness like looking at that and how they turned on him i was just like wow y'all are some just some y'all just want to be out there just to be out there 
do y'all because i know everybody knows somebody that loves to be the other just to be the other and that's what i feel like so many of them ultra liberals online wants to be they just want to be the other just to be the other i just seen a goddamn tweet um where a woman with a camilla harris shirt asked to pose and take a picture with a guy in a trump shirt and i was like you are just fucking useless you are just fucking useless like that that's just what it is right you could even look at that and just be like oh and it was a white woman too taking a picture with a white man and i'm just like oh you just falling right in line with racism white supremacy right and you just up here like oh we all just need to get along and uh, i was done with liberalism um when there was when uh uh, Richard Spencer, a well-known white supremacist slash white extremist, when he got punched in the face by that Antifa guy or whatever, when fucking liberals and centrists was on there talking about, well, we shouldn't be punching Nazis. We shouldn't be stooping to that level and going and doing this other shit. And I'm just like, what? What? We shouldn't punch a fucking Nazi? Like, what? And then they were just trying to make other excuses, talking about, well, we need to have, uh, you know, uh, conversations with these people and their people, too, and all this other shit. And I'm just like, they're just all about white first. That's it. And here's your goofy ass talking about we shouldn't stop this genocidal, this man who's speaking on genocidal terms. And, you know, just it's odd to me. And it's so fucking frustrating to see these people just just say shit like that. Like you like you're fine with the system in place as is, right? And that's that's what a centrist job is. Just like, oh, I'm fine. It's fine. It's okay. I know it's bad for black folks. I know it's bad for um, immigrants coming over. I just I for darker skinned immigrants coming over. I know it's bad. But you know the system's not perfect and then you have those liberals who just want to love everything away and could you imagine it's like godfrey said if like you got sick and your immune system was just out here just marching and praying and just hugging and trying to love the virus away instead of actually fighting it like you would be dead in a few hours if that happened and I just feel like some of this liberalism shit is just goofy as fuck. And I don't understand how you can be so offended by a man saying that a father needs to be in his kids' lives. And by us upholding this system of women are strong enough to raise kids on their own, it just takes all the responsibility away from the man. It really does. It really did. Then we walk around here talking about toxic masculinity and shit like that. You got this. You got this child who don't know even know what what it is to be a man and who was he raised by? Some single mother, right? And so he don't know what a man looks like. What a what a, what to be? How to be a fucking man? So he up here trying to you know reenact shit that he's seeing on TV and all this other shit. And now he's an emotional wreck because he's dealing with his emotions in a way that um a woman does because that's all he's been around is his mama his grandma his auntie his big sisters and shit like that and so he's running around here being emotional but being emotional and having testosterone that shit just really don't mix because don't nobody know where the fuck you coming from you know what i'm saying you could turn violent any moment don't nobody know that and then you up here being emotional loud and shit like that and somebody fucking around and you know clean your clock or blow your fucking brains out because you out here being emotional waving your hands in the air like a woman but you a grown-ass man so another grown-ass man see that happening they gonna knock you smooth the fuck out or blow your fucking brains out if you have a confrontation with them. you know what i'm saying because you don't know how to handle conflict like a man but we talk about this cycle of toxic masculinity and shit like that but at the same time we're praising single mothers and that's letting you know these deadbeat daddies off the hook if that makes sense so you just continue in this cycle right and so then you either grow up with a mother that's been coddling you the whole fucking time so now you a grown man looking for a woman to take care of you so you can just lay up and not do shit you know what I'm saying? You want a hard-working woman and she got to come home and take care of your musty ass. You know what I'm saying? Because your mama didn't coddle you or your grandmama didn't coddle you because your mama wouldn't shit. You know what I'm saying? So now 
you just repeating the cycle and then you done laid up under her knocked her up a couple times and then you like oh shit this shit is whack so let me go ahead and give me some side pussy because my woman worked too much my baby mama worked too much ain't even your woman it's your baby mama she worked too much so then you up here dropping seeds off dropping dick off all through town and you the community dick and then you got all these women talking about ain't no good men out here and so now you're continuing the cycle here there now they gotta be strong women raising kids by themselves right so just what he was saying what terry cruz was saying is just yo a man needs to be in the picture the man that creates the kids needs to be in the picture that's what it boils down to and needs to raise these kids responsibly and these kids need to be made with love that's what it is you know it can't just be you know you can't and the fellas we have to have to have to have to be smarter and stop you know dropping the raw dick off we have to stop that shit just dropping raw dick off not thinking and shit like that i mean sex for fun that's fine wrap that shit up you know what i'm saying wrap it up there ain't nothing wrong with it but there's too many times that you know we be bringing kids into the world off of one night stands and shit like that and then it's just then it's just you don't like oh i don't want the kid but now she want the kid and shit like that and then you like well fuck it, you gonna raise it on your own and she's like fuck it i will raise it on my own then she put you on papers and shit and you like man these bitches ain't shit blah 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 and you displaying this toxic ass behavior and you just repeating the goddamn cycle because you was raised by a single single woman and your daddy his punk ass wasn't in the picture because why because he was doing the same thing just dropping dick off you know what i'm saying dropping dick off and going on about town and shit like that so these fathers have to stay in the picture but we have to stop praising and expecting women i'm not gonna say stop praising but stop expecting women just to raise these babies on their own because then you just start raising broken children and then all of a sudden this uh this deformity of this uh broken ass trait becomes tradition and you need to break that cycle you really do and this goes across the board for all races because there's fuck niggas in every single race there's single mothers in every single race the cycle just needs to be broken it really does it's just a horrible horrible cycle and you know we pawn it off like it's just an expectation when it shouldn't be for a woman to raise kids by herself it takes two to make them little motherfuckers right it should take two to raise them right and if y'all ain't together you know what i'm saying you ain't a single mother you ain't a single father you're just a father that's single you're a mother that's single right so you shouldn't be raising them kids on your own if y'all ain't together what i'm getting at if y'all ain't together y'all need to be raising them babies together you know what i'm saying you know split the time apart you know what i'm saying somebody have have the little man the little girl three days out the week the other person has it four days out the week you know what I'm saying? Or three and three, and then y'all share a day together. You know what I'm saying? Y'all can be cordial in front of that baby. You know what I'm saying? Just so they can see, you know, just a healthy relationship. And that just goes back to, hey, if we just gonna have some casual sex, we need to be protected. You know what I'm saying? I need to wrap it up. And, you know, I'm not gonna be out here with the goddamn pullout method and shit like that. You know, this is just what it is. But this it's just so it's toxic it's dangerous to be out here expecting women to raise these goddamn kids on their own because it just takes responsibility away from the man like uh, you ain't gotta do shit like you know what i'm saying you can pop up on a birthday every other year and drop off a pair of socks or some shit and that's good enough you know what I'm saying? And so that's what that's what bothers me so much when you see these liberals talking about, well, I was raised by uh, I was raised by my mama and my grandmother, and I, I came out okay. And you just like, okay, sure, sure you did, buddy. And then that's what just blew me the fuck away, just seeing that tweet. And then the next one was, well, uh, there were some things that I wish I would have learned from my dad, but mom and grandma still did a hell of a job. It's just like, okay, which is it? you didn't need nobody and your mom and grandma did a great job or you needed your daddy and it's just it's just insane logic it's just that's what bothers me so much about that ultra liberal mindset is just trying to make something illogical logical they just try to make it make sense 
you know what I'm saying, when it just turns out to be just something very dangerous and very corrupt. That's all I'm saying. So, I mean, y'all might be mad at me for saying that shit, but I just thought it was fascinating to see that crowd kind of turn on Terry Crews. And Terry Crews, dumbass, you know, he was just trying to shit on the black men and then all of a sudden them ultra liberals them white liberals start dragging his ass then all of a sudden it's just like oh let me black backtrack a little bit now he's talking about well we need a safe space for black men to talk about their feelings and emotions and blah 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 i'm like man nigga fuck you terry but anyway i'm going i went off on a tangent but that's been selling hope like damn dope this portion of do rags and boat shoes has been brought to you by the letter l as in hey yo my guy my hands are full give me a hand here can you hold this l Alright, so holding this L, we have to give it to Utah Jazz fan Shane Kiesel. Now, if y'all have seen the viral video of uh, Russell Westbrook uh, basically yelling at a Utah Jazz fan saying, I'll fuck you up, you ain't your wife. Um, you know, a lot of people were like trying to jump on Wessel, Russell Westbrook first. And, uh, you know, talking about he was a hothead and all this other shit. And he has to be a professional and all this other shit. And then they especially was jumping on that train when uh, Shane Kiso released that uh, interview, post-game interview, talking about how Russell Westbrook was classless and all this other shit and how uh, he can, you know, uh, Russell can talk all this shit to him, but not his wife. His wife is only 5'2", 110 pounds. You know, here comes this scary big black man about to, you know, uh, abuse a white woman. You know, here we go with that trope. And so, you know, he was talking all this shit. And then people were like, huh, well, let's see who this Shane Kiesel is, right? And he's a maggot, right? He's a maggot. He's a hardcore, staunch Trump supporter. Um, and you know how those people move. Not all of them, but a lot of them. And a lot of them and all of them don't dismiss his racism and his bigotry. And so this is what you knew what you was dealing with. And then on top of that, the man had on a camouflage Utah Jazz hat, right? Okay. And we know with Mormons and all of those folks up in Utah, they believe that black folks are cursed, right? In the Book of Mormon, um, who was that Brigham Young uh, or whatever his name is? It might be him. I don't know. Um, but they say that black folks are cursed and um, uh, we're the son of somebody. We're the children of somebody and we're cursed and that's why we have darker skin or some shit like that. It's like, get the fuck out of here. But anyway, so you have a, a Mormon wearing a camouflage Utah jazz hat and he didn't say anything big. But it turned out he actually um, he actually said, you know, get down on your knees like you used to. And so Westbrook took that as a racist comment like, yo, I will fuck you up. You ain't your wife. And they both were saying it. And players and people around alike have said that, yo, they were, uh, they did say some bigoted shit like that, right? So then, um, so then uh, Utah Jazz players, I'm glad that they stood with Russell Westbrook, even though he was on the opposing team in this situation like that. And then the Utah Jazz released a statement. They said, the uh, Utah Jazz and the Larry H. Miller group announced today a permanent ban of the fan who engaged in the inappropriate interaction with the Oklahoma City Thunder's Russell Westbrook last night at Vivint uh, Smart Home Arena. The ban is effective immediately and includes all arena events. The organization conducted an investigation through video review and eyewitness accounts. The ban is based on excessive and derogatory verbal abuse directed at a player during the game that violated the NBA code of conduct. The Utah Jazz will not tolerate fans who act inappropriately. There is no place in our game for personal attacks or disrespect. Everyone deserves the opportunity to enjoy and play the game in a safe, positive, and inclusive environment, said uh, Steve Starks. President of the Utah Jazz, offensive and abusive behavior does not reflect the values of the Miller family, our organization, and the community. We all have a responsibility to respect the game of basketball and, more importantly, each other as human beings. This has always been a hallmark of our incredible fan base and should forever, and should forever be our standard moving forward. So, um, Shane is fucked up in the game because he's banned from that arena. So, all future events, he can't go to any jazz games. He can't go see Tim McGraw. 
You know what I'm saying? He can't go to, you know, some Mormon gathering there or some shit like that. He can't go to a monster truck rally. So he just out here fucked up in the game. And it turned out he used to be a um, highway patrolman. Then he stopped and he quit that. And now he's selling cars. But yeah, people found his, uh, his Twitter page and his um, goddamn... Um, his Twitter page and his uh, Facebook page, and it was just a whole bunch of bigoted stuff on there. So this does not surprise me. So Shane Kiesel and your five foot, two hundred and ten pound wife, uh, hold this L. Hopefully she doesn't fall over because uh, the head, the L is so goddamn heavy. But that just shows that you have to stop uh, thinking shit is sweet. And this is just another case of. Uh, the Cheeto in Chief emboldening a lot of these folks. You know, they feel like they're untouchable, unstoppable, and they can get get away with anything. That ain't the case here, buddy. Take this loss. You win. Perfect. All right, so moving on to Not All Heroes Wear Capes. I have to give it to the Jocelyn Art Museum uh, for bringing the 30 Americans exhibit to Omaha. Um, it's an exhibition from the uh, Rubel family collection. So these are some art collectors who have this exhibit. And the 30 Americans is like 30 um, black Americans, like uh, artists, uh, black American artists, I should say. And it, uh, all, it features... Um, it actually features the brother uh, Kahindi Wiley, uh, and that's the brother who did that Michelle Obama and Barack Obama portrait, you know, when they're uh, against the backdrop of like those flowers and stuff. And he has an amazing, uh, and it's oil on canvas, an uh, amazing uh, portrait of, uh, it's called Sleep. And uh, it's just this huge, huge um, uh, uh, canvas. And it's just, a, it's a black dude, um, just laying against a bed of flowers in the background and it's beautiful i posted it all on my uh my regular twitter page omaha hostage and uh you can see that there but uh, the exhibit is just amazing fascinating um and there's actually a basquiat there or basquiat uh which was fire i didn't think i was gonna be able to see one in my lifetime and i did which was amazing to me and um man it just it just was so much dope shit it was um there was one exhibit that people were kind of taken back by it was called duck duck noose and it was a noose hanging from the ceiling then there was chairs with uh ku klux uh clan uh hoods all on the seats like they were all around in a circle um looking up at the noose or whatever but the exhibit was dope um amazing they encourage you to take pictures and um some of the artwork i didn't get there was one where a brother he, he had a rock and you know art is that abstract you know it's how you interpret it and things like that but this one i didn't get <laughs> and it was a rock and the artist i forgot the brother's name he collected hair from a barber shop a black barber shop and then he glued it to the rock all right and then he took it back to the same said barbershop and got it trimmed up and that was in <laughs> the trimmed up rock with the hair that was the artwork and i was just like oh okay and then there was one I almost threw up it was some nasty carpet from a uh some poor folks apartment and it was just that was the artwork and it was just hanging up and basically the whole idea was because they had you know how they have little explanations behind it uh was that you know it's not beautiful um but it probably could tell a lot of stories that carpet could and we forget about you know the poor and the disenfranchised folks and they have so many stories to tell but nobody really wants to hear them if it's not a story of like triumph or something like them like that somebody you know making it up out the out the slum so it, it was disgusting that carpet was fucking filthy and nasty but it was art and like i said art it makes you think and it makes you feel it's all about how you think or feel you know it ain't necessarily how beautiful something is or uh, how detailed it is it's all about feelings and your interpretations and you know that's that's what it boils down to that's what it comes down to art so when you see those those big ass canvases and it just splatters on the wall and things like that you have to remember how does it make you feel that's what makes it so valuable right uh so it's all about how you feel but the 30 americans exhibit is fascinating 
It's at the Jocelyn Museum, and it'll be there until, I believe, the 5th of May. So y'all got March and April to go. And as always, the first weekend of the month, it's free to uh, look at those premium exhibits. But even if you, I mean, the tickets ain't expensive at all. I think it's what, like 10 bucks or something like that to go see. So please, if you got some little kids or if you got, you know, if you got some kids or family, just go see it. It was packed when uh, me and the wife went. Um, we actually went on the free weekend. And then I bought a... Uh, um, well, she pointed out a little Basquiat notebook. You know how how he always drew the crown, and she was like, "You love mini notebooks." Because anybody know me knows that I jot down a lot of ideas that come to me, and I always have like these creative moments. I'm a very creative person, so I always jot down everything. I mean, y'all should just look at my phone. I think I got over 300 notes in there of the different ideas and just stuff like that, stuff that'll hit me and songs and just everything i show ideas um podcast notes movie ideas book notes just everything notes to make more money and creative ways to make money i just be all over the place so so i bought one of those and uh, she actually told me that uh, the lady at the uh, in the uh jocelyn uh, museum uh gift shop she told me that they are working on getting a brother uh kahinde there and um I, I have to see it they, They're working on getting him there To do like a special engagement um, For a weekend or something like that So I'm going to have to definitely check that out Because his artwork is amazing um, So if y'all Omaha, Black Omaha Make sure y'all go support that Check it out so they can start bringing more black artwork You know, to the jostling And things of that sort They do it, um, but I don't think to this level you know, so I've been I saw a lot of people there, but it could have been just because it was that free weekend, the first weekend of the month. But still, the weather's breaking here. Uh next week is supposed to be all in the fifties and the sixties. So if y'all ain't got nothing nothing to do, well you do have something to do because I'm giving you a task now. Go on down to Jocelyn and check out that 30 Americans uh exhibit. It's amazing, it's beautiful, it'll make you think. Um there is there is a couple of like portraits of like naked folks but i mean your kids should be all right they ain't in like sexual positions or nothing like that and it's art all right so not all heroes wear capes uh shout out to every single artist in the 30 americans exhibit and shout out to jocelyn for stepping out on the ledge and um you know bringing this exhibit to little old omaha all right so moving on to the last segment of the show health over wealth you know what i say without your health you cannot enjoy your wealth so this quote comes from danny johnson it says success is never convenient in fact neither is failure so no matter what you're going to be inconvenienced all right so we're still well, we're in march right now still early in the year hopefully you guys are sticking with those new year's resolutions and um just making small changes can lead to big impacts so just make sure you're taking it one day at a time make sure you're enjoying those days and don't get too overwhelmed with the future right so just make sure you're making those small changes because that does lead to a big impact on your life and uh just be a better you that's all you have to do be a better you than you were yesterday that's what it boils down to soon so do something that expands your mind uh pushes your physical abilities to new levels um and you know learn to love in a new way all right so that's all i got for y'all on this episode of do rags and boat shoes nothing but love and respect to you and yours and i'll have that frankenstein episode up right after this all right and as always you know i love y'all one